0: Alex Mosad, and welcome to Winner Take All, where we talk about the constant battle to fight back and win against big tech monopolies. I have a few uh, topics today focused on B2B distribution. In the fight against big tech monopolies, you've got Amazon business coming aggressively. I mean, Amazon business is already in B2B distribution, uh, doing well over $25 billion in GMV. And so Amazon really doubling down on B2B, announcing a billion dollar Amazon Industrial Innovation Fund. This is really looking at the entire of entirety of the supply chain. It's a billion dollars, so you can't just put all of that into B2B distribution. You'll be boiling the ocean. But they're looking at everything from robotics in manufacturing to uh, logistics and trucking and 3PLs and, and tools that can enable slash disrupt the logistics bit industry, as well as, yes, B2B distribution. And what Amazon's going to be doing with this fund is investing in tech startups that are going to help Amazon. So what does that mean for B2B distribution? What does that mean for incumbents in any of these verticals, right? In B2B distribution, in the logistics industry, in the manufacturing industry, is uh, Amazon's going to try to disrupt your business model, right? They're going to try to invest in tech startups in B2B distribution that are going to help Amazon do what Amazon needs to do to take more business away from incumbent B2B distributors. Same thing in the logistics industry, same thing in the manufacturing industry. So of the five investments they've made, most of them are focused on manufacturing and kind of robotics and automation there. A couple of the investments are broadly applicable that an incumbent might also be interested in using that tech startup software or solution solution. Uh, for example, they've got a kind of a uh, workplace safety startup that gives wearable devices to employees, so that you know they eliminate employee injuries, you know, in the factory, in the warehouse, et cetera. One startup is actually very cool. Could also be applicable to be used by uh, both incumbents and B two B B two B distribution and logistics. Um, it's basically using computer vision and alternative sources of data. In the warehouse, to bring more trusted intelligence and accuracy to your w- WMS, to your warehouse management tool and your ERP tools, so that you have correct tracking of what inventory is actually in the warehouse, right? And where is it in the warehouse? But now you have to ask yourself this question, which is, hey, if I'm an incumbent distributor or a lo- or 3PL or logistics provider, and I'm going to now use this, this startup's tools, I mean, which looks really cool. The company has raised over $30 million in funding, has about a $60 million valuation, just raised their Series A, which which uh, the Amazon fund helped to lead. Does Amazon have a special relationship with this company and the data that they're getting from the warehouses uh, that, uh, that their software is implemented in? Maybe, probably not. I don't see Amazon on the board of the company. Um... And so it doesn't look like they're trying to have some kind of control or influence, but you, you never really know unless you can read the actual investment docs and all the side letters. But again, you know, Amazon is gonna be investing in these businesses primarily to help Amazon. And there's always gonna be a risk that if you're gonna use a solution backed by Amazon's VC fund, that you know there, there may be a gotcha somewhere in, involved in that. Another case in point here is Home Depot just announced their $150 million VC fund earlier this week, they're going to invest in early stage companies to accelerate emerging technologies that aim to improve the customer experience and shape the future of home improvement. We've already seen Home Depot in our last B2B newsletter send. We we analyzed uh, that Home Depot has made seven tech investments and tech M&A transactions in the past five years. We highlighted one of the more interesting investments that they made in a company called hover uh they were one of the earliest investors in hover which uses also another image recognition based startup uses amazing image recognition tools and technology to help roofers do estimates of you know how big is the roof uh how much would it cost to go and fix this roof or reshingle it or right you know do whatever kind of job You're trying to quote and use that in your planning process as a roofer contractor, right? And so, why this was actually one of the more impressive investments that Home Depot made is that now, many years after their initial investment, Home Depot continued to invest in the company. Now, you have actually the top three roofing distributors in the country using this same software, using Hover. And you know, Home Depot is getting some level of access to information you don't know exactly what, but they're an investor in the company, right They have rights to understand like how much throughput are you right like hey, hover, how much volume are you seeing through your strategic partnerships? Maybe it's not broken out by which one of these three distributors, but from these your your three top strategic partnerships, how much volume is that bringing versus you know your more kind of like direct to contractor business model right I mean There is stuff that these companies will be privy to, and these companies, Home Depot and Amazon included, are absolutely trying to erode margins, best case scenario for incumbent B2B distributors, and disintermediate them, best case scenario for for the disruptors, in this case, Home Depot and Amazon. And they are using these VC funds strategically to advance their position in the supply chain. They state it very clearly here, right? Bullet number two, what is the purpose of the fund? Evolve how professional customers efficiently manage and grow their businesses, saving them time and money. You can see the strategy. The strategy is working. I think the stat is over half of Home Depot's revenue comes from their pro community. Another news in B2B distribution is um, one of the top HVAC distributors company by the name of Watsco. Watsco, we've covered Many times before on the show is now disclosing that they invested forty six million dollars into expanding digital sales over the last year. Technology investments, right, in the core business, improving their e-commerce and you know, mobile commerce. Yes, this is from our newsletter two newsletters ago for for our B2B newsletter. You can see here this is Watsco's twenty twenty-one e-commerce sales, and they achieved $2 Two billion dollars in e-commerce revenue, up from about one point five five billion the year prior. A twenty-nine percent increase from twenty twenty-one to twenty twenty, and so you can make sense, right? Yeah, now they're investing another forty. They last year, along with twenty-nine percent increase, they are also then investing additional dollars to the tune of forty-six million dollars. Which, right, you're going to see actually the bulk of those investments come through in their twenty twenty-two numbers. Watsco, we've covered many times before, they have a ventures arm. Uh, they are building a lot of their own tools, predominantly for their contractors, tr- contractor customers, and they are investing in other software that can be beneficial for their contractor customers, uh, like this company called House Call Pro. Basically, it's a software for like contractors and service providers in the home. Uh, help them with scheduling jobs, dispatching technicians, automating receipts and invoices, invoices processing payments, and all these kinds of things, right? Watsco Ventures has done a couple other investments, which we will highlight in some subsequent B2B newsletter sends that we that we distribute. But yeah, I mean, you can kind of see, right? You can kind of see your B2B disruptors, very large companies, Amazon and Home Depot, making inroads, investing in these communities, You see a somewhat sparse willingness by large B2B distributors to invest in up and coming tech startups, right? And that's a big problem because these tech startups need money. And so if they see Amazon dangling a pot of gold, Home Depot dangling a pot of gold, whose needs do you think they're going to try to solve first? Maybe eventually they try and solve everyone's needs. Incumbent B two B distributors' needs included, but if they see a nice pot of gold from Amazon and Home Depot, where do you think they're going to be focusing their time and energy? It makes a difference. Where do you think the pure play Silicon Valley VCs are going to be rubbing shoulders with and trying to kind of bring these these uh, you know they're called CVCs, corporate venture capital groups, into deals, right? So it the money makes a difference. And if B2B distributors continue to sit on the sidelines, it's going to be a problem. And so you are seeing, though, you are seeing some digital forward B2B distributors like a Watsco with Watsco Ventures, like a Ferguson, also an HVAC. Ferguson has a very strong uh, direct to consumer e commerce. Capability. Ferguson has a ventures unit where they've also been investing in other VC funds. And then those VC funds are investing in technology for Ferguson customers. Also, a very cool strategy. Uh, Ferguson has build.com, right? And a lot of really great digital capabilities. You see, then, in with, with Builder's First Source buying Paradigm last summer for $450 million, buying the defunct uh, Katera SoftBank baby child, you know, kaboom. Out of bankruptcy, basically, so you are seeing some b two b distributors really lean in, but given the size of this industry, over six trillion dollars in size, arguably the largest industry in this country, there should be a lot more right and I think these home Depot and Amazon announcements, literally just within the, the span of a couple of weeks of one another, are a testament to there is actually a lot of tech startup innovation out there right there's actually a lot of startups out there innovating in the supply chain more broadly, but also within B2B. And it's up to the incumbents to really lean in and take some risk and support these startups who are ultimately going to support the incumbents. If you're interested in seeing what's really going on with innovation in B2B distribution, go check out our video covering our ranking of our top 50 B2B marketplaces, which came out last year. Our top ranking on the list uh, was worth roughly a billion dollars the, when the ranking came out and now is worth $12 billion. Go check out that video and you can also download that report for free. Shifting gears to IT distribution. Yes, this is an industry, actually a very large industry. Actually, some of the largest B2B distributors are IT distributors and privately owned, might I add, and some are public. We have actually one of the big IT distributors, but they're actually a redistributor, which means that they sell to other distributors who then sell to end business customers. This one, DH, just had a big announcement for a new digital business unit. What they call to accelerate everything as a service sales this is basically kind of like bringing a marketplace capability to their distributor customers to, to then sell to the end, end business customer. Makes sense? So if you're a small business and you need to buy, Servers, monitors, computers, cloud storage, IT services, IT products. These IT distributors will provide those to you, will provide some maintenance programs and different kinds of you know, service and product programs to, to meet your needs. You have one of the largest two-step kind of redistributors selling to a network of tens of thousands of IT distributors announced that they're basically bringing a marketplace capability to their offering. Co-president of d here, Dan Schwab, headlining this announcement. They have 125-person business units, so this didn't, this thing didn't just appear out of nowhere, right? They've been working on this. And basically what they're trying to do is bring additional solutions and additional enablement to their distributor customers, Right. How can they provide a more holistic and a more comprehensive suite of offerings and products and services that those distributors can then sell to their end customers? Now, I'm gonna highlight some excerpts here in a second. I do think there are some gaps. I do think they are thinking about this in a more analog way than one would expect them to. If this was less analog and more what I would call digital first in their thinking, I'm gonna point out a few areas where you would expect some of the language. And you would expect some of the things they're highlighting to be a little bit different. And basically the difference is you're providing, you know, how can you provide a bunch of digital tools to your distributor customers? Kind of like what we worked on uh, with Dot Foods, another two-step distributor to help them provide digital kind of marketplace tools to their distributor customers to then interact with their end customer. You don't hear some of the language that you would expect if this was first and foremost, a digital enablement story. That then brings additional product and service offerings along with it. Not to say DNH won't eventually go there. I think they will, but it sounds like it's a little bit more analog to start today. And then I expect them to invest in more tech and then and then really digitize those work streams as they go. To me, and what I'd be leading with is here are the tech tools that we're providing to our distributor customers to help them run their business better, faster, smarter, et cetera. Right. Kind of like what we were talking about, looking at. Um, what Watsco Ventures is investing in, uh, in giving tools to their contractor customers, right? How could a two-step distributor help to enable and digitize the business of their distributor, of their IT distributor customers? So you kind of do have a flavor of this, right? The Modern Solutions business unit makes it easy for partners to design, sell, and manage hybrid consumption uh, and hybrid consumption and as a service delivery models. Our partners will benefit from higher margin and higher and higher business valuations through this model. So that is kind of that tech enablement story coming through. Distribution has been set up in micro business units. This is a signal. This is kind of a marketplace type of approach, kind of like marketplace as a service to their distributor customers. We're breaking down the walls between those business units and putting all those resources in one place, right? Kind of a centralized marketplace approach from hardware to a more service oriented approach from legacy operations and systems to advanced platforms and tools from traditional financing into more flexible financing and cash flow acceleration programs right so all these different programs how do we st- how do we stop making dnh the dependency and start to now enable different suppliers and vendors and service providers to kind of onboard and then liaise more directly down to the IT distributor customers of DNH, right? That's kind of the marketplaceization of that two-step distrib- distribution business model. It's very cool stuff. Other big news to go along with this is they got this company Black Box, which is one of the larger IT distributors. So not a two-step, but actual IT distributor um to have you know a nice big fancy announcement here to partner with DNH Blackbox doing roughly a billion dollars in revenue it's a very big deal that um you know these announcements are coming out hand in hand it would not surprise me if they're somewhat related to each other especially since DNH has been working on this initiative for multiple years the very recent news that you know we talked about separate video and go into more detail here the work that we did with dot foods Dot Foods acquired this company called Morsum. Dot Foods is a two-step distributor. So they sell to food service distributors that then sell to restaurants. And you know, if you read this press release and you go look at Morsum and all this stuff, it's all public information. But what you'll see is that Dot is kind of enabling the kind of marketplace desires and needs that their food, food distributor customers have in how they want to interact and sell to their end restaurant business customers and saying, hey, we have we sell to thousands of uh, these distributors. How do we enable them with all the tools that they are being competed against by other marketplace type solutions that are being delivered to small businesses, switching back over gears to the IT distribution world, right? There are more kind of open marketplace tech startups trying to deliver these types of solutions to small and medium-sized businesses that run directly in in competition with what D&H is trying to provide to its network of IT distributors, right? D&H needs to support and enable its IT distributor community if D&H wants to have a growing and viable business, right? They are linked, just like Dot is linked with its distributor customers, I love this announcement from DNH. They're taking a build path. Clearly, there are a lot of tech startups in this IT distribution space that could be used from a tech partnership or a tech investment or an acquisition standpoint to drastically accelerate these initiatives. DNH taking the build path—that's fine. But there's a lot of opportunity in this space, and I really like it. That's it for us today on our kind of B2B and more supply chain themed episode of Winner Take All. This is actually, I think, over the next 10, 20 years is going to be the next real battlefield for marketplace platform disruptors and traditional incumbents. And it is playing out right before our eyes. We're still in the early innings of this game here, but it is heating up. And I think we're actually much better positioned. There's much better parity going into this battle than there was in the B2C battle of you know 20 years ago um where we've kind of seen what's happened there Amazon reigning supreme as a big bad king monopoly fortunately there's there's much better competitive factors in here so that no single platform monopoly hopefully comes out of it in as dominant of a position as Amazon has done on B2C but still Amazon is a juggernaut and you cannot underestimate them them Home Depot we're seeing make moves and others so space is heating up quickly. That's it for us today on Winner Take All. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll talk to you soon.